God blessed those who are unlovable in a physical sense. Genesis chapter 29 verses 31 to 35. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. So Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben, for she said, The Lord has surely looked on my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. Then she conceived again and bore a son, and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am unloved, he has therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. She conceived again and bore a son, and said, Now this time my husband will become attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son, and said, Now I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah. Then she stopped bearing. Leah was unloved. This evening I am going to talk about the life as God's disciple. We just read the scripture from Genesis chapter 29 verses 31 through to 35. Here is what this scripture says. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. God allowed Leah to have four sons by Jacob. She named her first son Reuben, the second Simeon, the third Levi and the fourth Judah. It is written that Leah was recognised and loved by her husband after she gave birth to four sons. What does this mean? This means when God saw that she was not favoured, he opened her womb up so that she could be loved by her husband. The phrase, she was unloved, means she wasn't lovable. Because she was not attractive, her husband did not love her. On the other hand, how was Jacob's second wife, Rachel? She was attractive to Jacob and this is why he loved her. As you may know, both Leah and Rachel were blood sisters and they were both Jacob's wives. Leah did not have anything attractive in a physical sense. But God saw that she was not loved and he opened her womb, but he made Rachel childless. That is right. Rachel was much loved by her husband in a physical sense, but Leah wasn't loved by her husband. But God opened Leah's womb and allowed her to have Reuben, Simeon, Levi and Judah. Her first son's name, Reuben, means Behold a son in Hebrew. This name represents how happy she was when she gave birth to this son. When she gave birth to her second son, she said, The Lord has surely looked on my affliction and named this son Simeon, meaning he has heard. When she had her third son, she said, now this time my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons and named this son Levi, which means joining. 
when she had her fourth son, she praised God and named him Judah, meaning celebrated or praised. As you have seen here, all of her son's names have special meanings. I believe God is teaching us a valuable lesson through this story of Leah and Rachel. We learn that the more humanly unattractive we are, the more spiritual blessings God gives us. And the more loving and admirable we are to this world, the less spiritual blessings we receive from God. This lesson is essential in our discipleship when we want to follow the Lord. This tells us what we should do to become a true disciple and what true discipleship is all about. It shows all of these aspects. Whoever wants to be a disciple of Jesus Christ should give up human attractiveness. In this morning's service, I delivered a sermon titled We Cannot Follow God Unless We Give Up Our Possessions. Our Lord said, if you want to follow me, you have to leave your old relationships with people behind, abandon your possessions and take up your own cross and follow me. Only when you do this properly will you be able to follow me. What does this mean? It means that we should give up our human beauty to become the true disciples of Jesus Christ. I am not saying that you should destroy whatever worthwhile aspects you already have, but you should discard the desire to be acknowledged and praised by people and place your hope in God only. God said that only such people would bear many spiritual children. God also said that those who seek comforts and rewards and fellowship from him and praise him become his precious disciples. This is one of the main points in today's scripture reading. Jesus Christ once said, Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. Luke chapter 6 verse 26 We should not have the desire to be praised by others. Look at Leah in today's scripture. The Bible says that God opened Leah's womb when he saw that she wasn't loved. She was an unloved wife. This was because she did not have anything attractive or lovable about her. But despite this, Leah relied on God in whom her husband trusted in and bore her husband many children. How about her sister Rachel? She was the loved one, but she was unable to have any children. The unloved Leah had many children. This unlovable Leah gave birth to healthy children. The name of her first son Reuben means behold a son. Pastor Ye Dong Park's mother gave birth to six daughters before she had him. I was told that she cried out, Look, it is really a boy! Just like Pastor Ye Dong Park's mother exclaimed, Look, it is really my son! 
just after she gave birth to him, Leah also exclaimed, Behold, a son! How happy would Jacob have been to have a child, especially a male child as his firstborn? The people of Israel prefer boys to girls. It is wrong to elevate a boy's status over a girl's status, but the reality is that it is like that. Anyway, giving birth to his firstborn son in such a cultural setting would have made Jacob feel very happy. What does this mean? It means that those who give up their status of being praised by people and rather place their hopes in God can bear many spiritual children like Leah. Those people have something to boast about before spiritually barren people like Rachel saying, look, do you have any children to look after? What is the most troublesome and challenging aspect for us as saints in following his righteousness? It is our desire to become favoured and acknowledged by others. God said we should discard such desires. This is right. When we the born again righteous people do not place our hope in God but in the world, we will never produce any spiritual children we will not be loved by God either. Those who are loved and praised by people do not bear spiritual children. There is a saying that goes, beautiful women are often ill-fated. In other words, beauty and luck seldom go hand in hand. Then does it become a curse to be born with nice looks? What I am trying to convey here is that those who do not seek to be good-looking and to be acknowledged by others but put their hearts before God will bear many spiritual children and live a fruitful life as true disciples of the Lord. Rachel was beautiful and lovable in front of people but did not have any children while Leah gave birth to four sons. There can only be one reason that can explain Leah's futility. The Bible says it was because she was not a loved wife, that is, she was not attractive in a physical sense. Disciples of the Lord should not expect human love. We have received the remission of sins and become born again, but what do we still desire in our hearts? Don't we want to have something lovable and praiseworthy before others? Most people have desires to have such favour in their flesh. We are living in a time of individuality and self-preservation and people are trying all kinds of things to be attractive. Even those who have become born again by receiving the remission of sins have these inner desires to have such favours bestowed upon them. In other words, they want to be recognised and loved by other people. Today, most people have become disciples of celebrities. If celebrities wear some fashionable garments, these garments then sell like hotcakes. 
If celebrities wore torn and faded jeans, they would also be wearing these jeans to be like them. They do so to have favours and to be loved by others. Please bear this in mind. If you really want to become the disciples of the Lord, you should give up seeking after such human excellence. As a matter of fact, what do we have to boast about anyway? Honestly speaking, there isn't anything to boast about in us at all. However, it is not easy for us to admit these facts because we are all insufficient beings. Because we do not have anything great to brag about, we wish to have some great things in us. How much we desire to become beautiful and to be loved by others. These inner desires make us wonder if we are born with such troublesome genes. Is it not the same as what we read in today's scripture reading? Since Leah did not receive any favours from any human perspectives, she could fear God and become united with him instead. Because she wasn't loved by people, she could easily come before God and praise him as a woman of faith and could become a soul loved by God. God verified this in his word. God is now telling us through this account what we should do to become the disciples of Jesus Christ. Those who are praised and acknowledged by others do not receive any love from Jesus Christ, but those who do not get praise from people, but place their hope and expectation before God, receive favours from Jesus Christ. This is right. If you want to become the cherished disciples of Jesus Christ, then you should discard these inner desires to be highly commended by the people in this world. Only when we have expectations from the Lord and do spiritual work can we give birth to spiritual children. To become the disciples of Jesus Christ, we should live a life that God acknowledges. You and I should become the people who unite with the Lord and love him. We need to become the people of faith who praise God with their whole hearts. We should be the people who are rather commended and blessed by God and not by people. Jesus wasn't in the people's favour either. When we try to become the disciples of Jesus Christ, we should give up our own righteousness. This is the very first step towards discipleship. Take a look at our Lord. When the Lord came to this earth, there was no beauty in him that we should desire him. In the book of Isaiah chapter 53, the appearance of Jesus is described as follows. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 2 If Jesus had been born with an attractive figure that we could admire, he could not have been baptised or crucified for us. 
the probability of a rescue team to save Jesus before he was crucified would have been high. A huge crowd of people who admired Jesus might have strongly opposed the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, saying, we must not kill him. But Jesus did not come to this world with an attractive appearance. This is why only a few people followed him. He was admired by those few who knew Jesus to be the Son of God and the Saviour of all people, but he was hated and despised by the rest. Jesus was just like that. Therefore, a lot of unbelieving people took his execution for granted the very moment Jesus was being crucified. The Bible also verifies this in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 8. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people he was stricken. This is correct. You and I should be devoid of what people think as attractive. I don't mean we should get rid of our attractions on purpose, but we must follow the Lord and give up anything that we can boast about, for example, our own righteousness, our own loveliness and other attractions of ours. In other words, things we depend on other than God should be removed from us. To become the cherished disciples of Jesus Christ, we should do this without fail. What is the most challenging problem in following the righteousness of the Lord? We humans have in our inner beings this thing called self-righteousness and self-love and these things are the most serious obstacles for us in following the Lord. Because people actually do not have what is lovable, they then desire to be more loved than others. They become content with human love, and as a result, they cannot then follow the Lord. Dear fellow saints, do you love the Lord? Do you want to obey the Lord? Even if you say you do, there are times when you will fail to follow him. These will be the times when you will struggle to obey him or follow the Lord well. And these will be the times when you struggle to give up your self-love that is in you. Therefore remember, you cannot follow the Lord when you are holding on to your favours which you are feeling content with. If we really want to become his disciples, we should know by now that we should be discarding these inner desires until Jesus alone is what is left within us. If you know the answer by now, then now is the time to put it into practice. So if you want to follow the Lord wholeheartedly, give up your human attractions. If you have anything else to boast about other than the Lord, then you should give that up too. Let us examine ourselves thoroughly before God. Our Lord God is the Almighty Creator. He allowed us to be born into this world and he came to this world to save us from all our sins.
Jesus is the forever living God to us since he was baptised to bear the sins of the world, carried all those sins to the cross, died on the cross, rose again from the dead and now is sitting at the right hand of God the Father. This is correct. He has indeed saved us from all sins with the gospel of the water and the Spirit. This almighty and great God talks to us today saying, You shall have no other gods before me. Exodus chapter 20 verse 3 Just think about it. In following the righteousness of the Lord, we have nothing more precious other than his love for us. Isn't that true? When we compare the lovable things of this world and the love of the Lord for us, which one is more precious? Which love moves our hearts and satisfies us? Which one brings us blessings and captures our hearts? We need to think about these things and we need to take it into account. Because the Lord saved us from our sins once and for all through the gospel of the water and the blood, we were saved completely by believing in this gospel. Since we were saved by the righteousness of the Lord, it is right to fear the Lord and follow him only. As God's people who have been born again, we fear, love and admire God. We believe that his words are true and by this pure faith we follow him, praise him, unite with him, pray to him and thank him by bearing many spiritual children. However, there is one thing we should remember. When we follow the Lord, we should be pondering on whether or not the love of salvation is precious to us. Dear fellow saints, what should we do to become the real disciples of the Lord? We should fear and admire God, but we should become nobody in front of people's eyes. People of this world may ignore you, saying, That person seems good from a human perspective, but he acts like an alien. He is very narrow-minded in understanding and accepting the things of this world and he knows only Jesus Christ. He is not one of us. His character seems normal, but it is hard to figure out why he is acting so stupid and irrational. We love him dearly, but he doesn't love us back. He is weird. If he listens and assimilates with us, we will appoint him as our accountant in our home group. He seems to dislike such important positions. He must have something wrong with his mind. He might be possessed by the devil called Jesus. At the name of Jesus, he goes out with his Bible early in the morning and goes to church more than ten times a week. He has no interest in community-related agendas. He is, however, too good to ignore, but we cannot count on him any more. Let's leave him alone. As described here, we should become someone who is never recognised by the people in the world. Those who fear God can bear spiritual offspring. 
Today's scripture passage says, Since Leah was unlovable, she was enabled to have sons thanks to God and stand tall before her husband, her people and God. Because of this she could lead a proud life and she praised God for the rest of her life. Who gave birth to Judah? It was Leah. Judah is the founder of the royal tribe of Israel. Through this Judah tribe, numerous Israeli kings were born. All 14 kings from King David until the captivity in Babylon were born through Judah. Matthew chapter 1 verse 17. Even Levi, the ancestor of all priests, was from the same line of her blood. This is right. Only those who believe in God's love and salvation thank him and fear him and spiritual children of God come forth from such people. Spiritual children will be multiplied 30, 60, 100, 1000, 10,000 times and even a billion times. But how about those Christians who are acknowledged in this world? No spiritual children will be born by them. Do you want to bear spiritual children and become the people of faith? Then love the Lord, follow the Lord, set your hearts before God and follow him with conviction. Ponder on where you should place your heart and stand on the right side. Then you will become the genuine disciples of the Lord. Take a look at today's scripture reading. Leah gave birth to four children, while Rachel could not bear even one. Of course, in the end, Rachel also bore children, but only Leah can be recognised as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Who are we before God? Are we not all the brides of Jesus Christ? Jacob had two wives, just like Abraham had several wives and they all represent the brides of Jesus Christ. If we want to follow the Lord wholeheartedly after believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit, we should become a person like Leah. We need to love the Lord in action and not just with our lips. Even if people in this world do not acknowledge us, we should nevertheless set our hearts towards God so that we can be the saints who genuinely follow him, appreciate him, adore him and fear him for the salvation given by Jesus Christ with our whole hearts. This is how we can bear much spiritual fruits in the presence of God. He who really fears God, knowing that he lacks personal attractions, can become a precious disciple who builds the kingdom of God. Therefore, to follow the Lord, we should first discard our inner self-righteousness or anything lovable before people. We must do this. You may think that it is better and wiser for you to have such lovable things before people after you receive the remission of sins. But this is not what God told us. When we look at the true disciples of the Lord, they gave up everything they used to have and followed the Lord. Dear fellow saints, please think deeply about yourselves. 
You used to have things to brag about, but what happened to you when you gave them up after receiving the remission of sins? Did you not come to love the Lord more and follow him more earnestly? I bet you all experience this. Don't you love the Lord more than you used to? If you have more love for the Lord than the first time you were saved, it means you have given up a lot of your lovable things so far. However, if you still can't follow the Lord or love him wholeheartedly, properly, then what does this mean? If you still have such crippled faith, it shows you that you are still holding on to the things that are attractive to people. Please keep this in mind. If you are not loved by the Lord, if you are not able to bear spiritual children, or if you are not loved by your spiritual husband, it then becomes clear that you are still hanging on to these human favours. God likes these spiritual people. It does not matter if we lack any personal attractions or any special abilities. We are good as long as our hearts are set towards God and we rejoice and take pride in him. Those who give glory and praise back to the Lord in God's love. Those who pray for every problem and receive answers from him. Those who cannot live without the Lord God and those who feel content in God's world and enjoy everything he allows, such saints are the real followers of Jesus Christ. People who do not follow Jesus can live well without him. They take good care of their fame, possessions, abilities and anything else to boast about. But what happens to them in the end? They may be acknowledged by the people of this world, but they will never be acknowledged by God. For this reason, you and I should give up our personal attractions and persevere in following the Lord by faith that believes in God's word and his love in his world and by trusting and fearing Jesus Christ. We should seek the Lord in such a way, then we can all prosper. This is the endless love of our Lord. As a matter of fact, the salvation of our Lord is so very precious and great. The Lord has saved you and me from all our sins. He came to this world, was baptised, died on the cross, rose again from the dead and adopted us as his children. Thanks to what he has done, we can now become the precious brides of Jesus Christ, even if we do not have anything to boast about from a worldly point of view. The disciples of the Lord are those who follow him with such faith. Do you understand me? Following the Lord blindly will never make you his disciples. The first thing we should do to become his disciples is to give up what is lovable in the eyes of the people of this world. Then we should seek the Lord. This is the only way we can be cherished by our true husband Jesus Christ. But how are we following the Lord? Are we not following him blindly in some way? 
People who believe that sincerity moves heaven are trying to follow the Lord by putting forward their own personal attractions. How would our Lord react to such people? The Lord would run away from them saying, Stay away from me, don't follow me anymore. Then they might say, Why do you hate me when I follow you with my whole heart? Do you show favouritism? Loving some people and hating others without any reason is favouritism. If they judge the Lord by showing their tempers, Jesus might say, Why are you mad at me when you have so many things you would be loved for? In fact, these kinds of people who have many attractions do not follow the Lord. The love for the Lord becomes a distant memory when we are loved by people of this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Dear fellow saints, look around this world. How is it going? Are these famous pastors and preachers not being acknowledged and praised by people of this world? But how do they respond? Do they really do God's righteous work? No, they don't and they can't. Do they bear spiritual fruits of salvation that Jesus Christ gave to us? No, they don't. Here is the reason why they cannot bear spiritual fruit. It is because they think they are better than others in the flesh. They appear before the public with a fancy self-introduction calling themselves Doctor or Rev so-and-so. Worldly believers only look at their showy careers and do not care if their sermons are based on the biblical truth or not. They would not care if that pastor said Isaac's wife is Leah. They would not mind if that pastor told them that Jesus took away only original sins but not the entire sins of the world. They would not care if that pastor told them that Jesus did not take all our sins away when he was baptised. The titles they have, such as Doctor of Philosophy or Doctor of Theology, enable them to get people's unwavering trust. Even in this crazy situation, some millionaire Christians even ask one of these pastors secretly to tutor their children privately. This is crazy. It is really laughable to see how they praise their pastors, saying, Pastor, you are the best. Such pastors end up being hirelings. Their congregation is so eager to feed them well, so they become greedy eaters instead. That is why I call them gluttons. But what do you think? Can these pastors teach their followers who are so fascinated by them? These pastors are unable to tell them what to do or how to give up their self-righteousness and pride and to follow the Lord. They cannot tell people that the gospel of the water and the spirit that Jesus accomplished by coming to this earth, being baptised, dying on the cross and rising again from the dead to save us once and for all is the only true gospel God gave us. They think anybody can be saved as long as they just believe blindly in Jesus as their saviour. 
They would not take any risk to lose any points from their congregation by saying such things. People are good at taking care of their own popularity. They become like the celebrities who try hard to enhance their attractions, taking good care in what clothes to wear and what type of makeup to put on, wondering how they would look on the screen. And all these worldly pastors are trying to do this very same thing. Fill your hearts with God's favours. Dear fellow saints, we are all the brides of Jesus Christ. Reflecting on today's message, you should know by now that seeking favour from people is not a good thing. This is right. As brides of Jesus Christ, you and I should not try to win over people's favour. Does this mean that we should now remove all our attractions? No, it doesn't. When you fill your vessel with the love of Jesus Christ, salvation and spiritual things, your whole being will become a cherished thing. It may seem easy to do this, but in reality it is very hard. But it is worth doing it. You and I can do it. We tend to think that we can't live without our own attractions, but we can surely live without them. People invest in themselves, believing that they can't live without their own favours. But listen to the testimonies of the faithful followers of Christ. They all said these things when they did not have anything of their own. They could eat better, live better and live a happier life and they followed the Lord more vigorously. Isn't this true? On the contrary, how are those who are attached to their own attractions? They are very weary in taking care of themselves. The more they have, the more endeavours and expenses are required to manage these possessions. What you thought was yours does not become yours. Think about this. All you do with your possessions is to manage it until you pass away, but you cannot take anything with you. Dear fellow saints, am I saying this out of ignorance? No, I am not. Things of this world seem good to have, but they are all temporary. This is why the Apostle Paul said, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 7 We Christians live better without our possessions, for then we can rely only on the Lord. In the end, we are so joyous that we sing praises and take pride in the fact that God has listened to our praises. Brothers and sisters, do you want to become the true disciples of God and bear many spiritual children? To become the disciples of Jesus, you should become Leah-like and not Rachel-like. In other words, you should have nothing to boast of but depend solely on God. The Apostle James said, Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation, because as a flower of the field he will pass away. James chapter 1 verse 9 to 10. 
Are there any of you feeling disappointed because you don't have much to take pride in? I hope nobody among you feels this way. Dear fellow saints, having nothing to boast about in front of people is the source of spiritual strength that enables us to live by faith before the presence of God. If you don't have anything to boast about, then you should feel grateful. You should rather be thankful for your shortcomings. Look at Zacchaeus who was saved by the Lord. Do you think Zacchaeus would be loved by women today? No, he wouldn't. Women can stand ugly men, but not short men. Isn't this true? Zacchaeus was so short that he had to climb up a sycamore tree to see Jesus. Even though Zacchaeus wasn't admired by people, he was much loved by God. Dear fellow believers, do not worry about your disabilities. In Christ, your disabilities can be changed into something you can be proud of. This is truly gratifying. Since there is nothing in you that the people of this world would want to cherish, they would not bother you, which is also gratifying. Imagine the people of this world loving us so much and we are stalked all the time. How hard would it be to get rid of them? He who loves the Lord God is the most beautiful person. Dear fellow believers, give thanks to God. If you have something to boast about, feel ashamed of it instead. In reality, People think that they should have something prideful to be recognised by others. People think they should have superior abilities or attractions to be loved by others. But who is a really wise woman? She is someone who is loved by her husband and fears and follows God. Such a person is always lovable and is truly beautiful. The same thing is true of men. A really beautiful man also fears, loves and follows God. He is a truly lovely man. Therefore, we should not be so concerned with our physical attractions or appearances. We should show our true self before God. We should come to God just as we are. Only then will we be able to not rely on our own abilities anymore and then we can rely only on the Lord God. By the way, those who receive the remission of sins are not ordinary. Although they don't have anything to admire at first glance, they seem to have something special when we talk with them a little more. The reason that the born again are still attractive is that the Lord is in their hearts. Whenever we talk with those who love and fear God, we feel comfortable and gain something. No matter how they look physically, they are attractive. People who cannot evaluate people well look only at the outside appearances and make big mistakes. Those who seek to marry nice-looking people just in appearances usually have bad marriages. When they have regrets saying, how could I love such a person, it is already too late. Dear fellow saints, 
Those who fear God are the most lovable people. You should seek a spouse who is loved by God, even though he or she is not loved by people. If you are already married, you should try to become a person who is attractive before God and not before people. We should all become such people. Then we can become truly lovable people. Let us become the people who God cherishes. Bear this in mind. We will be loved by the Lord as his disciples when we give up our human attractions as we try to live a life as the disciples of the Lord. True discipleship requires absolute commitment to the Lord. The motto of our church is a hundred percent commitment to the Lord. This is right. We all are the committed disciples. No one in this church is a bystander. We are the disciples of the Lord. Through today's scripture reading, we should understand what true discipleship of the Lord is like. Out of the wives of Jacob's, Rachel was not the beautiful one, but Leah was. From a worldly point of view, Rachel was attractive, while Leah was not but in a biblical perspective, it is just the opposite. Leah was good, but Rachel was not in God's eyes. This is what the Bible says. How would you set your value system and follow the Lord? Would you trust and follow what is written in the Bible? Or would you follow your human set of standards and worldly value system instead? I want you to discard these desires which want to be acknowledged by people. Then you must become the true disciples of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, we are all royal priesthood. As royal priests, we should learn the royal ways of life. Those who are born again by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit should give up worldly values and become the cherished disciples of the Lord who follow him only by faith. After becoming his saints, we should become his disciples. This is what the Lord asked us to do. He said, receive the remission of sins that I gave to you and then become my disciples. You and I should all trust in the Lord, follow him and become his obedient disciples. Today we talked about what it is like to become the true disciples of the Lord. Dear fellow saints, let's become the precious disciples of the Lord. Do you follow me? We should all become the disciples of the Lord. Do not feel content with being a saint. Once you receive the remission of sins, you become a saint. If you want to become the staff of a saint, then you must become a true disciple. Those who are not yet disciples are all rookies. Brothers and sisters, make haste and become disciples and lead those who are not yet disciples. There is a clear difference between true disciples and lay believers. Let's become the disciples of the Lord. The Lord wants us to become his disciples. He wants us to lead a life of true discipleship. Do you understand me? 
let's put on the love of the Lord. I hope you will all become the people who put on the love of the Lord by discarding the love of this world.